Ask Sherwin-Williams during the Memorial Day sale, May 26th through June 5th, and get 30% off paints and stains with prices starting at $31.14. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, a commercial and finance executive. And I'm Mia Northrop, a user experience designer, researcher, and writer. This episode, we'll be talking about to-do lists. Hello, and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. I don't know how many times I've been playing with my kids or trying to get to sleep at night, but all I'm actually thinking about is that I must remember to fill in that excursion permission slip and book that immunization appointment. And then the moment's gone and inevitably I still forget to do those things. Well, the answer, Diana, is lists. I love lists. I've always loved the reassurance of a to-do list. I like knowing that I've got a place where I've captured all the stuff I need to do. I love the fact that it provides direction on how I should be using my day. And I love, love, love the satisfaction of ticking those little checkboxes when I get things done. That little dopamine hit is priceless. So my old favourite, David Allen, in his book, Getting Things Done, says there are five key steps. The first one is to capture everything, get everything out of your head and onto paper. Second step to clarify, make sure that you're clear what things are actually actions compared to checklists and reference lists. I think this is a big one for me. Like I've been pre- always been pretty good about capturing things and getting it out of my head and putting it on paper or because it's 2018, getting it onto my phone or some digital format. But actually distinguishing between a to-do list versus a checklist versus a reference list, like the movies I want to see or the books I want to catch up on. I think that's a big thing for people. I think lots of people fill their list. They're a bit of a disorganized mess. There's a mix of tasks or wants or needs or random ideas. But to-do lists really are for time management. They're not for those notes. They're not for evergreen ideas. They need to be actionable and measurable and time-bound and they need to have a verb. I agree and I think it's really important that you – can differentiate between the two, although you might use the same system to store all yeah. information. Yeah, the same tool, but, yeah, different kinds of lists. All right, so that's the first two. What's his third step? His third step is to make sure that you organise your lists into a system that makes sense for you. So there's lots of different ways you might do that. And then the fourth thing is to review those lists so to yeah. have a system that you actually go back and look at those lists and make sure that they're up to date and useful. Mm. And number five is actually engage, getting it done and deciding what to do and when. Yeah, it's all good. And well, having the list, actually doing the tasks, that's the clincher. You want to see some movement. And the interesting yes. thing, that reviewing that, I, I realise that I have, we're going to get into the details of how we are organizing ourselves when it comes to to-do lists. But I did realize that when I looked at my to-do list, they had been in the same order 
I don't change the order of them. Like I, in my head I had the priorities, but I didn't actually change the list to reflect. And you kind of get list blindness. I started just ignoring the top three things because I'd been there for so long that I just stopped looking at them because they're big and involved and I'm procrastinating like a boss. You've got to move these things around. You've got to, yeah, you've got to, you've got to ensure that you're reviewing them and getting rid of the things that are also red herrings. Yeah, and also using that time to get rid of the things you're actually decided you're not going to do because yeah. really they're not that important. And although at one point in time you thought that you should do it, as time passes you realise you, you, it's just not a priority for you, so you should just delete it off the list rather than having it yeah. haunt you forevermore. I agree. Those red herring things, like you're just never going to do it. Let it go. Ask yourself why you're doing it. Why do you really want to do it? And James Clear who writes a lot about habits and productivity, he talks about, you know, does this task actually need to fall to you? Can it be delegated? Do you really have to be the one to do it? And he says, how much of your to-do list is helping with the wants, needs and agendas of others? So this method's power is putting your most important work first rather than filling up your day with other people's needs. So he's talking about prioritising and and how you categorise. And the other thing I think to keep in mind with to-do lists is making sure your tasks are at the right size, that they're not these huge uh, tasks that actually could be broken down into smaller steps to make them more achievable. Yeah, for example, you don't want to just put do your taxes on your to-do list because the reality is it's not that simple. You've got to have multiple steps and if you break it down into bite-sized chunks, you're more likely to get it done. Yeah, one of my list items that's been there for months that was in the blind zone was just research Samoa because I want to go on holiday to Samoa. But of course, that is way too big a task. So I've chunked, I've stepped that down. It's like, just start on TripAdvisor, just check out Samoa on TripAdvisor. And I'm going to tiptoe gently towards organizing that holiday. Great. So we talked about what you need to have on your to-do list. We also need to talk about what tools you might use to create and store your lists. So it's essential, I think, that the tool is digital. So although I used to have lots of paper lists all over the place, having one central uh, digital tool that's available on your phone and on other devices is critical if you're going to have that single point of truth just like we have with our calendar. You also need to be able to share it with your partner And I think if they're old enough, you need to be able to share those lists with your children. So a a shout out to Megan, who um, listened to our pilot episode and said, you know, really, it shouldn't be a team of two sorting out life admin in a family. Really, you should be able to involve your children. And although my kids aren't old enough yet, I don't think for a a to-do list app, they're definitely getting up there. So it won't be long until I'm assigning them things to do as well as my husband. Absolutely. If they can build civilizations in Minecraft, I reckon they can handle a to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) My kids, yeah, their Minecraft skills are pretty good. I feel like if I could put my list in Minecraft format somehow, a lot of stuff would get done around here. You need an incentive system, Minecraft minutes for checking off an item. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) I've always liked, even when I've done lists in notebooks, because I usually have a notebook at work, I still write my lists with checkboxes next to them so I can tick them off. Or I've been getting into the habit at work of writing my, I write the checklist, but then I will move it to another tool like Asana, which is the tool that we uh, have been commonly used amongst my team. And there are so many digital tools you could use, and most of them are free. 
So I think the most popular ones, if you don't already have one, are uh, Wonderlist, uh, Todoist, uh, Maya mentioned Asana, uh, Trello is another good one. There's also Google Tasks, which does integrate quite well with Gmail. Evernote is another one that people have talked about and Microsoft have a couple of products to do and others people use OneNote as well. And Evernote has a nice little uh, collaboration going with Moleskin. There's a special Evernote Moleskin edition and you can take photos of your Moleskin notebook and it tags things up in Evernote. So for people who just love a nice bit of stationery, I hear you on that, but you can still get a digital version going with that. So, Dinah, you use Wonderlist. Tell us, tell me what your status quo was before we started thinking about how to do this a bit more wisely. I've been using Wonderlist for quite a while, but I, I guess as I've been going through this sort of life admin system refresh, I realised it definitely didn't have all of my to-do lists in one place. So the first step for me was going back to David Allen's system of capture is capturing all of the to-do lists I had everywhere. So the one, the little magnetic notebook that was stuck on the fridge, I had a little notebook in my handbag and I spent some time (laughs) capturing everything from all of these lists. But I also went through emails, I looked at my calendar, I walked around the house and I thought of all of the things that I really needed to have on a to-do list and I've got to tell you it was a pretty scary process. I've been using the reminders in my phone for my to-do list. But when I started thinking about this closely, I realised I had fallen into the trap of having a mishmash of to-dos and references and checklists. And I also realised that sometimes I was using reminders and sometimes I was using notes in my iPhone. So I'm in a definitive decision to use reminders. And so I had to spend some time getting things out of notes, transferring random things into notes to make sure that the things in to-do really were time-bound and had action associated with them. And I use notes now for my evergreen or long-term lists. And I had notes for some reason splash between there's a cloud version of my account and different email accounts. But now I have notes divided into my general notes my crazy ideas, things related to music and things related to writing. And within notes, I have lists to do with, I have a gift wish list for each of my kids. I have uh, specific lists for whether I need to do a hardware shop, a mall shop, a Costco shop or a pharmacy shop. So I just add things to those lists and they're shared with my husband. So if he's going off to Bunnings to get hardware or one of us happens to be going to uh, Costco, we both have access to this one list. And I have different lists for music or film or TV or books I wanted to check out. And then I have other lists for packing and Christmas traditions and holiday house, stuff like that. So that's all separate from my actual to-do list, which is just tasks. And that took some time. I, I couldn't believe that it was such a mishmash. I've never really fallen into that trap with work. Work's always felt very defined in terms of uh, using the team to-do tool, I've usually had work that's related to deadlines or dependencies on other people. So that capturing all of those and organising those has been a lot more straightforward than the chaos of personal life. Yeah, I spent some time as I went through this process to make sure that I had the right sort of buckets or or lists. Mm. And I really do think it's worth investing some mental energy in thinking about this. And although it couldn't evolve over time, 
it's really important that you kind of have hard edges so that it's really makes it easy to know which item goes in which list. What do you mean by that? So don't create categories that could Mm. potentially overlap. So so they're going to be distinct. Yeah. So David Allen suggests organising your list by the nature of the task. So, for example, things that you can do at your computer or, or errands you need to run. But I guess that didn't really work for me. And the lists I have are bills and finances. So anything to do with financial affairs I have in a separate list. And then Mm. I have other family admin in in another list, which is, you know, like birthday party organisation, medical appointments, holiday uh, bookings I need to do. And then I have a third list, which is just about us at our house and our garden. So Mm. any maintenance things that need to be done, any decluttering that I want to do, any deep cleaning that I want to schedule in. Mm. And then I have... The shopping lists, just like you talked about before, Mia, but I've divided those by the store. So um, Chadston, which is my closest shopping mall, or whether it's an online uh, shopping list of things that I know I can get online, or uh, I've also got a sublist for Officeworks. And and then I guess I've got a list for other uh, work that I do, unpaid work. So I'm on a basketball committee, so I've got a to-do list for all of my uh, work relating to that, as well as a separate list for this podcast so that I can keep track of the action items I have there. And then I, I guess I've got inspired by you, set up a whole bunch of uh, more reference lists or, or checklists. So uh, one with present ideas of things that I see that might be suitable for birthdays and Christmas, a holiday checklist, which I have uh, titled Lift Off of all of the things you need oh. to do to get out of the house. So inspired yeah. by your holiday checklist, Mia. And and I also have a, a fun list. And within that, I've got a bunch of sub lists. So these are things that, you That's know. a lot of lists, <laughs> It is a lot of lists, but um, it's really great to have it all in that one spot. So within yeah. that fun list, those are really kind of just reference things. So podcasts, TV, movies, books, even walks I want to go on, people who I want to yeah. organise a catch-up with. And then I've kind of got a someday list of just anything, you know, that I'm interested in doing, like I really would like to do one day that walk from John O'Groats to Land's End. And so I just put it in that someday list. And so mm-hmm. maybe one day it'll inspire me to do something about it. Actually, I'm looking at my notes and I do have 30 in there related to random things. But when it comes to my actual to-do lists, I have two. I have one that's shared with my partner. So with the Reminder app on iPhone, you can actually share uh, tasks within there. You can add someone to them. And there's actually got some cool functionality. You can get the tasks, you can set it to have a deadline. So you can set a day and a time, you can send a priority and you can actually get it to remind you at a certain location. And this has been really useful if I have to, I always forget I need to buy things at the pharmacy. I'm still in denial that I need to buy things at a pharmacy. It's some hangover from you, but you can set the location so that as I'm driving into the car park, into the supermarket complex where the pharmacy is, the reminder will actually come up on my phone and say, you know, remember to pick up, you're getting old lady pills. The other beautiful thing about the reminders app is that you can use Siri to talk to the phone and have Siri add tasks to your reminders for you. So this is incredibly useful if you're in the car driving 
or for whatever reason you're hands-free and you just want to get talk to the phone and have Siri add the tasks automatically. So I'll give you an example of that. Hey Siri, set a reminder for me to put the garbage bins out when I get home on Thursday night. Okay, I'll remind you about put the garbage bins out when you arrive at home or by 7pm. So that's automatically set a task for me in my reminders. It has done the location, so it knows that when I get home, it knows that location, the notification will come up on my phone, or if I'm not home by seven o'clock, the notification will come up on my phone. And yes, my Siri is a guy because there's enough subservient female robots in the world. There are a few other ways that we um, looked at categorizing and prioritizing lists. So there's definitely that idea of having multiple tasks that cover different types of tasks. But Amantha Imber, who has the How I Work podcast, talked about categorizing tasks in terms of the mental and physical energy required or the time it required and the intention it required. So she had four categories of how you might split up what you need to do. Things that are fast, so under five minutes, things you can do in your downtime, you know, in between appointments or in between periods. Um, The second one was focus, things that require analytical thinking, and she suggested that you would do them in the morning when people are usually at their clearest and freshest. Then the third was foggy, which is the kind of things you do after lunch when you're in a bit of a food coma and you've got that energy slump. Any mindless tasks uh, you want to schedule for then. And then she had the fourth, which I can't believe she didn't think of a fourth F word, and she called her creative period. Maybe we can call it fertile or fruitful, just so it has four Fs. Uh, the creative period where it's a mid-afternoon thing, so anything that requires a bit of uh, free thinking, you might schedule then. Can I just go backwards a bit? Yeah. I do have to admit, Mia, that I do have one remaining paper list. So, Oh, um, what's on that? Like my guilty Kiki K obsession. So on my fridge... Uh, I have still got my Kiki K grocery shopping list. And really I've just decided I have to have that because I really like the kids having the the stationery. Well, I like the stationery, but what I most like is instilling in the kids the discipline of adding things to that list. So if they finish the peanut butter, they need to add it to the list. And if they don't add it to the list, the peanut butter does not re-enter the house. And so it's kind of teaching them the benefit of the list. And so I'm going to hang on to that grocery list on its Kiki K magnet for some time, I think. I do also have a uh, shopping list on the fridge with a magnet. I think it's just a practical place to put it. Part of instilling new habits is making them as convenient as possible and having the right tools. So having the shopping list on the fridge so you can open it and go, there's no milk close the fridge, write milk on the list. Or as you say, as soon as something's finished, you can just turn around and put it in. I think it's, yeah. You're forgiven, Dinah, for not being fully digital. That one makes sense to me too. Okay, good. <laughs> so and then- also the stationery is really cute. It is. <laughs> and it's also a great thing for people to buy me as a present. So it's oh, okay. great. <laughs> Got that here. Uh, and obviously <laughs> the other ways of categorising lists uh You've got your Seven Habits of Highly Effective People classic management book, productivity book, where you're prioritising things in terms of urgency and importance. So just on that time uh, when things are due and how important is it? 
And then I came across another kind of a less, more sort of loosey-goosey approach where you can divide things into the musts and the shoulds and the wants. So the must would be your most immediate, important task. A should might be a task that contributes to a more long-term goal. And then the want is something that makes you happy, gives you a bit of joy, because it can't all be slogging through house maintenance and finance and things you've got to buy at office works. So I do think you get that enormous sense of relief by putting all of these in your to-do lists, but really the success of it is actually using the to-do list to decide what you're going to do. And so I think there's two parts to that. There's one about making sure that you reflect on what's in your list uh, Mm. so that you know what's there. So you really need to get into a habit of going to those lists. So for me, I do it every morning and I've sort of created that pairing. Gretchen Rubin talks about that as a really successful habit. So every morning when I have my coffee, I open my phone and rather than scroll through Facebook, which was my old habit, I scroll Mm -hmm. through both my calendar and my to-do list just to refresh myself and to think about what I must do that day. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself, if you get unexpected free time, like, suddenly someone's whisked away your children or you might have the house to yourself and you realize I have three hours that I wasn't expecting to have to myself. What shall I do? What shall I do? Do you ever get those moments? And sometimes you think, you know what, I'm just going to lay on the couch and read a book. But sometimes it's nice to be able to have that to-do list and actually think, oh my gosh, I've got bonus time to, to get into some detail on something that I wasn't expecting to do now. Generally, as soon as that happens, I go to that uh, the list around TV and I think, yeah. oh, I can watch what I want. I'm the only person here. It's so rare. And yeah. uh, I find a show that I want to watch because I can always read a book when the kids are here. I can always do something else, but I never feel like I can watch my sort of my TV show when there's other yeah. people in the house. I had a moment um, during the little sort of long weekend that we just had where I had this chunk of free time and I spent the time listening to music that people had been recommending to me that I hadn't had been able to just sit down and listen to a new album or listen to a new artist decide whether I liked it or not. It felt fantastic. I'm like, yes, 2018, I am actually going to discover some new bands that I like this year. So I've also got into the habit of making sure that I have uh, once a week uh, where I review both review my to-do list but also get get into any of the meaty tasks uh, around what to do. And so for me that's on a Sunday evening. I go through both my calendar for the new week, for the next few weeks, and I add to the list. I delete any uh, completed items or remove things I'm never going to do. And I look at someday lists and think about who I might want to organize a catch up with and, you know, adjust priorities and due dates and really make sure that I'm keeping those uh, lists up to date and current. Yeah, I tend to add ad hoc tasks during the day as they arise. At the end of my work day, I always scan my list to make sure I've captured everything that's come up during the day and checked off things I've completed. And then I do another dump before I go to bed. I just have a quick look if anything else has come up in the evening after chats with family or I've happened to achieve something after dinner, then I go through it again. And then I sort of schedule in the scheduling, if that makes sense. I will spend some time, you have to sort of, I think, allocate some time in the day to go through your tasks and work out when you're going to get to them the next day. So you actually have to schedule in that task to do that scheduling. 
But there's nothing more satisfying than crossing off those items. And a lot of the apps, especially like Asana, there are rainbows and unicorns when you check stuff off. They really are maximizing and amplifying the pleasure they know people get from getting things done. And the other advantage of having these lists available on your phone is you can really uh, make the use of any dead time that you've got. So uh, in terms of sitting in the car waiting for a child to finish their gymnastics class, you can really think about, oh, well, what can I check off that to-do list? And and there are some principles you can have a think about in, in terms of deciding what you should do. And uh, there's a four criteria model. And I, I really quite like this. So it's think about the context. So where are you? If you're sitting in the car, well, you clearly can't do something super complicated, but you can do anything that's available to you on your phone. Think about how long you've got. You've got maybe 15 minutes until the class finishes. So what task could you do within that 15 minutes? Uh, think about what amount of energy you've got available so going back to Amantha's tips Mm. around fogginess how energetic are you how complicated a task do you want to take on and and then taking all those three things into account make sure you pick the most important one the highest priority item that you can manage uh, given those other things. Yeah I I think about that when I've got days home with my son so my son's at kinder he has a couple of days where I'm home with him and I might have a to-do list with priorities in terms of urgency and things that will be effective and make me happy. But I also have to take into account his energy and his mood and preferences and the fact that he actually needs some company during the day. So I have to look at my list and think, okay, what can I do while I'm sitting on the dining room table while he's playing Lego? Or what can I do in like a little 20 minute chunk in between morning tea and getting to the playground or whatever we're doing? So while it would be nice to prioritize things purely in terms of my energy and priorities, yeah, the, the context of what else you got to get done that day uh, needs to be a factor as well. Right. So, Mia, why do you think that the to-do list system is so important? Well, it comes down to, to time management essentially, just to be able to manage your precious time better, to be more productive. Uh, I guess everybody has highly scheduled lives these days and why I don't consider myself a particularly busy person. I try to have a lot of white space in my days. I do like to be effective. I want to know that I'm doing the right thing and I do like to be efficient And I, in terms of making sure that my time and attention and energy are focused on the right thing. I think that's all really great reasons. I think that the the sort of main one for me is making sure that I don't have those things swirling around in my head anymore. Yeah, the things the I've forgotten. Yeah, the real peace mm-hmm. of mind, making sure that I'm confident that I know what needs to be done and, and I know what the priorities are. Yeah. There's a few to-do list traps I think that people can fall into. One of them is using your email inbox as your to-do list. And I know a lot of people who do this, but there are some definite cons to this approach. One is if basically email is not designed to to act as a task management list. So the functions that you would need to create or schedule of recurring tasks, they're not usually built within email. And there's also the danger that you might be distracted by incoming emails. And obviously within your email, unless you've been very careful about paring it down, you're going to have emails that have tasks related to them mixed up with emails that don't require any further action. So looking at the the literature out there, there's a strong recommendation not to use your email inbox as your to-do list. 
Yeah, and that reminds me, Mayor, of uh, one thing that David Allen talks about is he has this idea if you can do it in two minutes, don't add it to your list, just do it. And I think that that uh, really should apply to email. So you really shouldn't open an email unless you've got two minutes so that you could actually action it. So don't fall into that trap of wanting to read each email as it comes in. Make sure that you've got a bit of time to action it. If it's going to take longer than two minutes, add it to your to-do list. Otherwise, just do it on the spot and then it's done. Another great piece of advice is not to multitask. So while on the surface multitasking might seem an efficient way to go, single tasking actually leads to greater productivity. So you can get into that flow state and focus your attention instead of the switching costs between moving between different activities. So just do one thing at a time. And another great piece of advice around getting through that to-do list is don't save difficult or long tasks for later in the day. It goes back to the eat the frog Uh, maxim that you mentioned in one of the previous episodes. Basically, tackle your hard tasks when you're fresh first thing in the morning and uh, don't fall into the trap that thinking little early quick wins, quick tasks will motivate you. Just get into the biggie first thing. So that wraps us up with our take on to-do lists and we're going to do another episode where we focus a little more on scheduling and how to chunk up your time. But Dinah, give it to me, your life admin high of the week. Oh, it's a great one. We just got back from a bit of a holiday up on the Gold Coast, uh, had a great time. And normally the night before we're about to fly, I'm in a bit of a panic trying to gather the email where I booked the flight and where was the hotel booking and where's the theme park passes and did I book car parking and where's the hire car? But this time, every time I book something, I saved it into a folder in Google Drive called Holiday Bookings. So when I woke up to go to Queensland, it was all there in one place. It was so clear. I felt so organised. It was a great feeling. Beautiful. I'm still shuddering at the idea that you had to book car parking, but that sounds beautiful. And and what about you, Mia? Did you have a high of the week? I have started Christmas shopping. I'm really feeling very organised for Christmas this year. I We had this sort of surreptitious discussion with the kids about what they wanted from Santa. I'm like, oh, let's get your letters going, which let me finish off their wish lists from which I had uh, in my notes. So I added that to a spreadsheet, which is in Google Drive, which has the sort of gift ideas and allocations for the different family members. And I started the online shopping. We're having our Christmas um, with my partner's parents interstate. So we're getting a lot of the gifts just sent there directly. And I've actually started gift wrapping a couple of things and stashing them in the cupboard. So I just feel like I've got time to find good gifts and at good prices and it's just rolling straight ahead. Great. And how about a life admin low? Did you have an annoying task this week? I did. I've really, I've started to really get into online grocery shopping and I'm finding that Mm. a really efficient use of my time because I can save the lists and can get Mm. my shopping sort of knocked over in 15 minutes, have it delivered straight to my door. But last week I was doing it, I got interrupted, I forgot to finish the shopping and then by the time I went back to it, the time, you know, to get the delivery in time had passed and so I'd spent the time on doing, you know, 80% of it and then I couldn't actually get it delivered so I had to go to the supermarket anyway. So it was really frustrating. That's annoying. 
I'd actually abandoned online shopping. The supermarket that I was using, one of the big two, I shan't name which one, they just never actually delivered in the delivery window. So I would be hanging at home for, you know, two or three hours and I'd always get a text message from the van driver saying, I'm sorry, it's too busy. And I, like, this is pointless if it can't come when it's supposed to. I'm almost ready to try again though because it is so effective. I think if you can make the delivery window when you know you're going to be home anyway, then it doesn't really. Wow. I used to get between like 6 and 9am, 6am to 9am so I could just get to work and then it wouldn't come. I'd be like, I've got to go to work. It was ridiculous. Anyway. And what about you, Mia? What was your life admin love of the week? Oh, nothing crazy for me this week except a few technical hiccups with our shared calendar system. So for some reason it hasn't been syncing between Outlook and iOS then Microsoft and Apple have been playing nicely. Uh, so there's been a few unseen events and changes. And because for some reason these accounts come with their own birthdays calendar and Australian holidays default calendars, there's just so many freaking calendars. So a little troubleshooting required. I'm sure my help desk slash husband will sort it out, but it's just a bit annoying at the moment. It's a bit, yeah, we'll get on to it. This week we also have a power tool. Diana, tell me about this power tool. We've been using it a lot between our movie club mates. Yeah, it's a great one. So it's called Doodle and it's an app and a a website application that you can use to organise a date for an event with multiple people. So I've actually downloaded the Doodle app onto my phone so quick. I I can send out uh, to a group of friends or I even use it for like basketball committee meetings, um, suggest a whole bunch of dates and times. People can vote on which ones suit them and it makes it so much quicker and easier to find the best date for events and it's so much better than the old sort of email warfare that used to go on trying to find the best date. When you throw, like in an email, you throw a handful of dates out there and then everyone replies separately saying, I can do the 5th, but I can't do the 11th. Oh, I could do Sunday, but I prefer the the Tuesday. And walking through the trail of responses is just a nightmare. So I love the fact that Doodles like gives you the grid of choices. Everybody votes and you can quickly see which dates and times or any option really. It doesn't have to be for dates necessarily, but which ones are going to work. It's a good tool right in time for this silly season where everyone tries to catch up with each other. Yeah, it's a great one. And uh, I actually think that in the past I used to give up trying to organise events just simply because it was too hard. And so it's really meant that it sort of revolutionised inviting more people to a group get-together because I think in the past I I couldn't be bothered inviting them all just knowing it would be too hard. Give up from seeing your friends from the sheer frustration of not being able to find a date within like 13 emails to each other. Correct. <laughs> and you time. St- time is precious. It is. <laughs> so I'm loving Doodle, so um, get on it. You're loving Doodle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Can you edit that Got a humour. Let's finish. Let's wrap this up before it gets crazy. <laughs> Try out these life hacks on to-do lists this week. Find a tool that works for you and capture all your tasks comprehensively in this one place. Make sure your to-do list contains only tasks and create reference lists and checklists for things that don't have a deadline or are evergreen. Review and prioritize the to-do list tasks daily and delete those that really don't matter. 
If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.